Aloha and welcome. It's never too late to transition yourself. And what we're really focusing in on there is sometimes in life, you need to evolve, move on to different things and kind of transition yourself to a new space and a new place. I have a very special guest joining me in today's session. Her name is Erica Child Esquire, and she's going to share some of her story. And we're really going to dive deep into what it really means to say, hey, you know what? It's time to turn a corner and transition yourself to something new. So stick around. Let's definitely get into it. Well, hello, Erica. How are you doing this morning? Hey there. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing I'm, great. I'm, I'm fabulous. Thank you for taking the time out to join us today. Uh, this is going to be a, an exciting session, I think, because I think it's a very important thing to share uh, when we talk about transitioning yourself. And a lot of people probably saw that and were maybe a little confused and not understanding what we really meant by that. So first and foremost, this is something that you really wanted to discuss, you kind of brought the, the idea to the table. So how about you give us a little bit of background on yourself and then also what it was in your life that you said, hey, you know, I need to make that pivot or that transition and kind of explain a little bit of that to, to our audience so they understand uh, what we're really focusing in on today. Yes, yes. Um, thank you for having me today. It's a pleasure sure. to join you and I'm excited to have this chat with you. Um, my name, like you said, is Erica Childs, and I'm here in Houston, Texas. Um, I've been practicing law for about 25 years, and I grew up in a law firm of family lawyers, family and business lawyers. So this is kind of what I was born into. And um, I always knew that I wanted to be an attorney. I wasn't really sure about uh, what type of attorney, but I knew I wanted to help people. Okay. And I gradually uh, veered off into working for the state, and I I had some trial experience doing that. And then I had the great opportunity of doing labor and employment law, which really took me around the world. That was uh, very exciting. Um, but then over time, I decided, you know, to have a family. So uh, that was just another transition for me. And I adopted my daughter. So uh, after doing that, I just joined the family business and I enjoyed that. But I still wanted to explore some more. So I had an opportunity to travel internationally and work internationally. And I, I enjoyed that. But then when I came home, that's when I found out that I actually had a, um, I was diagnosed with leukemia. Uh, when that happened, then um, I went ahead on and, and stayed in Houston, uh, was treated by phenomenal doctors at MD Anderson and had two stem cell transplants. Now, for most of you who uh, have been through that experience or who've had relatives who've gone through uh, being treated for leukemia and lymphoma, you know that that is a process, right? So uh, I was very fortunate to have great medical care, uh, great support systems with families and family and friends. But then I found myself trying to figure out how am I going to transition, right? If you've ever had to be a caregiver, you know that that's a long road. So when you have a stem cell transplant or when you have any type of uh, treatment for any type of cancer, um, there's some physical challenges, of course. There are some um, emotional challenges uh, mm -hmm. for almost everybody, right? Almost everybody will have financial challenges because you're not working at the same pace you are and you're starting to go through your savings. And you really have to figure out what is your life going to look like? One, you have to focus on surviving, right? You have to make it through. Mm -hmm. um, and that has to be your primary focus is trying to live through it. And then um, when you get to the point where you kind of see some light, 
um, you have to figure out, well, what is this next phase going to look like? How am I going to recover? How am I going to come back? Or can I come back to the way my life was before? And for a lot of people, um, they don't want to. What will end up happening for many people when they go through uh, that kind of uh, challenge, whether it's cancer or whether it's, you know, it could be diabetes, it could be heart, uh, heart problems, it could be just different health challenges. What will often happen is that gives them time to stop and to reflect on um, what their life was, what their life could have been, and then what their life is now. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it makes people slow down and really reflect on who they are um, now and uh, really who they thought they would have been. Mm. So it, it's an incredible uh, moment to pause. And a lot of people, when they go through those types of events, they don't want to go back to life as it used to be. They think about ways that they can change mm-hmm. or that they can improve. And they begin to ponder with the, if I'm blessed enough to survive this, how do I want to live the next years or days? Do I, when I go back home, do I want to show up for my family the same way that I showed up before? Mm-hmm. You know, start thinking about your friends. You know, I missed this party because I was working so much, or I missed this event because I had to travel, or I didn't go to this. Or celebrate this relative's event because I was too tired, because I worked so much. When you go through certain health challenges, it really makes you pause to think about what kind of person you are and who you know God meant for you to be. So that's the point of just transitioning and why I like talking to people about, about it and why I like hearing people's stories, hearing their experiences is because you start to learn that there's something that everybody has in common. And that is when we're kids, we think life is one way and we think we're going to be one way. We think we're this kind of person. But as we go through life and we grow, we really, um, or, or don't grow, right? Uh, we learn that we're not exactly who we thought we were going to be. And for right. most people, I don't care how faintly you've lived. I don't care how raggedy you've lived or if you've been back and forth between saintly and raggedy. I don't care who the person is. Almost everybody looks back at their five-year-old self or their 10-year-old self and be like, wow, if I could be the adult friend or the mentor to that kid, what I know now, I would figure out a way to share it with them at the age and at the level that they could have understood it at that time. Um, so I, I do, I just love hearing people's stories. I love encouraging people because my philosophy is every day we wake up and breathe. That's God's way of telling us that, Hey, you, you have a purpose here and mm-hmm. I want you to fulfill that. It's an opportunity yep. every day. It's an opportunity to mm-hmm. reach out to somebody that we know and share, you know, our love for them or a word of encouragement. And also when we come across people that we don't know, it's amazing how our ability, our our gift of being alive 
really can be a blessing to someone else that you don't know. You just pass them by, but your smile or your act of kindness really, um, you never, you really will never know how much that means to somebody else, a stranger who maybe, you know, you don't know what happened to them when they left the house or what kind of fight they had with somebody or their financial situation or just the feeling in their soul. But when they come across you, if you can be that bright light with just a kind word, just to show that you're interested in that person as a human being, or that you respect them by the way you treat them, mm-hmm. um, you really can save lives. You really can make a big impact on people. And the kids around us, the children around us, our children, our friends' children, the kids at church, kids in the community, when they see how we interact with other people, it it really helps to build our community. It makes our community stronger. So every day that we wake up and breathe, that is God's way of telling us that we matter and we need to show and tell, not just tell, but show and tell people that they matter too. So I love talking to people about about their lives. Yeah, no, that that is so true. And and thank you for sharing that and the the, the history and the the background of your story. And you're right. um, The opportunities we have every day, every day, not just to uh, make a difference in your own life, but to make a difference in other people's lives. It's there, but it is an active engaged step that you have to take to do those things, right? Like you said, it can be something as simple as a smile, uh, but the kindness that you show, uh, you know, and we've all sat in a restaurant, for example, and heard the person at a table over mistreat the server, you know, and, and, and be really rude and just those types of things. And yeah. you're just like, well, why are you mistreating this? They've done nothing to you. They've, they're, yeah, they're just exactly. there to serve you. Uh, but you have those opportunities every day, as you said, to be that light, right? And I think that's a very important thing. And and part of transitioning yourself is the awareness of that, I think, is, mm-hmm. is one piece of it. And, you know, I, I always talk about self-awareness and, and the key components of just being self-aware and understanding. We all have, everyone has a gift. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the other piece, you know, and it may, it may take you... Uh, you may discover your gift in your 20s. You may not discover your, your gift till you're 60. But, you know, that's what really matters is that you have a gift that you grasp onto it. And then you take that gift and you share it with the rest of the world. And I think that's also an important piece. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I know we had this discussion uh, talking about um, your career was, uh, especially in a profession like yours, you know, you 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 grasp onto a certain type of law as far as practicing law goes. And it becomes you, it becomes your identity. You become known for it. Uh, right. You have a reputation in that, in that. And then you made the decision to transition from mm-hmm. something you had been doing for decades to go in a different direction. How about you share a little bit about what that journey was like? Sure, sure. I have a, um, a background in litigation. So mm-hmm. by nature, you know, arguing every day and investigating and then arguing some more. That's just what I what I did. That's just who I who I identified myself as being. Um, but about 10 years ago, when I went through that uh, that health scare, I just decided there's a there's a more peaceful way to resolve conflicts. Mm-hmm. You know, um, 
many a times, you know, you can try. And then if it if you try and you do the best of your ability to get it resolved and it doesn't, then you don't have you won't have a choice but to uh, have that fight. Right. Have that battle. But I did decide that one way that I could help uh, our community is to help people undergo their own transition, right? Mm. Um, so we do a lot of estate planning. I try to assist people with avoiding probate. And if uh, they get to the point and they discover that a relative hasn't uh, made those plans, then helping them uh, control as much of the process as they can by going through the probate process. I love helping people preserve their assets, um, save their uh, homes. We also do real estate and real estate uh, foreclosure defense, but really just trying to find ways to help people grow their wealth and help them protect their wealth. So that is a lot of what we do. We do uh, handle some probate litigation. Now that's if you can't get things resolved, uh, but we really try to make things as peaceful as people undergo those, um, those transitions mm -hmm. uh, while they celebrate the lives of their loved ones. You know, it's interesting you say that because uh, the, the key word that I heard constantly and what you were just describing was help, 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 mm -hmm. right? You, And that's your focus. You know, that that's the thing. And that's really what we're talking about as far as you giving back that gift and, and understanding that that's what resonates with you is your ability to help uh, and to, you know, show that that's who you are and that's what really matters to you is that the importance of helping others. And I think that's an important piece that gets mis overlooked sometimes. And I think that's a key component because that's the gift that you're giving back. You have the knowledge, you have the skill, you have all of that foundation. The question is, what do you do with it? How do you actually apply it? And that's what I'm hearing is that your focus and then what you do is really all about helping others. I, I think that's a huge thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That, um, I think ever since, yeah, I think all my life, I, that's what I wanted to do. I didn't want to just go to work and just earn a paycheck. I really wanted to know that my work mattered and that I made a difference in people's lives. Mm -hmm. um, I actually went to undergrad at a Methodist school and I grew up Methodist. And that was just something that we always, uh, it was just always instilled in us, trying to help our community, trying to help uh, our family, uh, trying to be there for our friends. That sense of you know, we've been blessed. So let's make sure that we share and bless others. Right. Absolutely. We have a comment here. And it basically says, always leave someone better than you found them. And yes. if there is, uh, I guess, a motto that you want to live by, uh, that's that's a great one. Right. Because yes. that that's really the thing. And and when, when I, I think the key is, as you mentioned a little while ago, we we're talking about someone is anyone it, do, it doesn't matter what what their station is in life right uh, you can always be that positive force that 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 influence uh be a guide and 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 be show some kindness and as you said be that light for anyone that you come across in your life they don't have to be as in, in your in your field a client necessarily uh it could be anyone anywhere that you meet and that, so i think that's a, a key component to it Mm -hmm. uh, a, a part that I wanted to bring up is, and we, we, we kind of talked about this too, as far as transitioning yourself, is mm -hmm. also understanding, and, and many of you probably have heard this saying before, that things come into your life for a reason, for a season, or for a lifetime, right? right. Um, 
So when you're younger and you're in your twenties, you're in your thirties, certain things may come into your life. It could be career, it could be relationships, it could be family, it could be peer groups, it could be many different things. And they they serve you in the ways that they serve you at that stage in your life. But that doesn't necessarily mean that those things are there or should be the priority, I should say, right. for a lifetime. Right. It could mm-hmm. be for a certain reason or a certain season, meaning a certain amount of time. Um, and that's part of transitioning yourself is getting you reach a different stage in life, a different understanding. Maybe your purpose or what actually drives and motivates you changes, which means you have to kind of change and evolve yourself. And that's really what this is all about. It's just mm-hmm. un- getting a grasp of that and saying, you know what, it's time for me to pivot and go yeah. in, a, in a different direction. Than, yeah. than, than what I have been in the past. And mm-hmm. uh, it, it it's a very uh, freeing thing when you mm-hmm. take that step. Now, can it be, is there some fear? Can it be scary? Absolutely. Because you're in this comfort zone. You're in this space of, I've been doing this this way for so long. Right. So I'm comfortable. But again, it's one of those things where I think you can always transition out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am. I'm one of those people. I have... I have my <clears throat> award certificates from kindergarten. So I hate to <laughs> I hate to let go of anything. In fact, that's my chore this weekend, trying to get rid of stuff. Because I, I need to uh I need to practice more of what you just said. And uh even with people, you know, I I um I think that something day by day I'm learning more and more and trying to practice is you're right, you have to um pivot. Mm-hmm. And accept changes. Um, yeah, you really, really do. I'm mm-hmm. somebody who I, I uh, grew up in Missouri City. And now I really live probably about five miles from the house that I grew up. I've traveled all around the world and uh, worked all around the world. This, you know, I've ended up back here. <laughs> and uh, a lot of the same friends, a lot of the same. But like you just said, when there's when there's something that you see that you need to change or an environment or someone uh who is no longer there you have to come to grips and accept that fact and pivot um i i done a, uh, handled a lot of divorces right and i've seen and heard so many um negative things that people have done to one another. Um, And then sometimes it's just not listening to one another or showing um, the concern in the ways that we should be showing concern for one another or or, um, respect, right? But even with those, uh, handling all of those, uh, even I myself can sometimes just find myself saying, okay, you know, you really have to just, ex- whether it's a godchild or, you know, a child of your own or a spouse or, you know, a mom or dad, sometimes you really have to just step back and let that person have their own experience, their own journey, and realize that it's not reflective on who you are right. or um, or what you bring or what you bring to the table or bring to their lives. You have to let everybody have their own journey. And I think for me, um, you know, that I, I'm learning that too. 
I'm, I'm, I'm like everybody else. I am. I'm definitely learning that. Yeah, it is. It is. And it's interesting that you bring that up because one of the things, uh, and as you said, you have a daughter and, and I have, I have three kids and as a parent, obviously you always want the best for your children. Right. Mm -hmm. However, you also have to learn and accept you can't live their lives for them as much as you want, would like to. Right. So mm -hmm. letting go of that, getting comfortable with that concept of, mm -hmm. um, I can't make every decision for them. They have to make their mm -hmm. own, they have to create their own journey and their own path. And are they going to make mistakes? Yes. That's mm -hmm. part of life. We all make mistakes. Um, and, and just to get to a place of acceptance and comfort with that is not easy, mm -mm. but that is part <laughs> of the whole transition piece of learning to focus on and appreciate the things you can and cannot control basically. Yeah. And then sometimes it, it's actually when you're trying to insert yourself into mm -hmm. places and into situations that you really shouldn't because yeah. you're adding stress to your own life you're adding stress mm -hmm. to you but mm -hmm. you really have no control over the whole situation anyway right mm -hmm. uh and so you it, it's almost like you're just running into a wall over and over and over and over and you're trying to figure out why why do i keep doing this mm -hmm. well, you're doing it to yourself right mm -hmm. because you really can't yeah. control the situation anyway mm -hmm. um, and we have another comment i just want to share it real quick it says uh it's definitely freeing you know when you do that and they, they went on to say um you know you have to learn how to let go of what's not serving you um, yeah you know in in the space that you're in so mm -hmm. and, and 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 i think that's a key piece mm -hmm. of what we were talking about the space that you're mm -hmm. in because that space mm -hmm. that you're in is a continuum right i mean yeah yeah you're in this space for a while mm -hmm. now you move to this space well, yeah. that's a different space. So what was serving you here might not serve you in that, yeah. that next phase, that next space, however you want to look mm -hmm. at that. And that's exactly what we mean by transitioning yourself is you can't take this person a hundred percent and move them to this space because that right. space has different dynamics. There are different things happening. Yeah. And that's what we're talking about is understanding that, realizing that, and then making those adjustments that you need to make uh, within your life to, and again, I made some notes for myself here. Um, we're talking about self-fulfillment. You know, what does that look like? What does that feel like? Um, mm -hmm. balance or harmony for yourself and, and, and the world around you. And then just that natural evolution that happens as you go through life, you know, and those key components. Um, and again, different stages, different phases of life. You have to go through that. You mentioned divorces. Uh, mm -hmm. And I'm sure you have, as you've gone through that, you know, help, helping people with those different things, probably mm -hmm. really have some stories to share and, and some, mm -hmm. some some interesting insights mm -hmm. as to that. How about you share a little bit of that? Sure, sure. Um, usually the saddest thing is when someone comes to me and they say, you know, hey, I've been in this relationship, you know, 20 years or 30 years. And um, now they're saying it's over. Mm -hmm. And then um, they tell me, I knew 10 years ago, or I knew 15 years ago, or I knew in the beginning <laughs> that it wasn't, it, it, I wasn't happy. And now they're telling me it, uh, that I they don't want to be here and I have to start over. I think dealing with people, uh, 
it with situations when people are trying to figure out what does the next chapter look like? And um, we're talking about transitioning. We're talking about people who did not imagine that, you know, at 50 or 60 or 70, they would be um, alone mm-hmm. or single again. Mm-hmm. So really um, working with those individuals and trying to help them pivot their lives and figure out ways that they're going to find fulfillment and enjoy themselves in the, um, you know, the last few decades of their life and helping them make it to the fullest. Um, That for me is some of the most challenging um, aspects of what I do. Another challenging aspect is when there are children involved. Mm. Don't put children first. There's one thing about me. I don't play about kids. I don't necessarily play a whole bunch with kids, but I definitely don't play about them. Mm-hmm. And um, really the, one of the biggest tragedies when it comes to divorce um, really is the impact it has on children when we adults don't um, handle our adult business in an adult fashion. Um, it, it is it is heartbreaking to see children who are put in the middle and who, of course, love both parents and should have, you know, access and be able to speak to parents freely um, without having a lot of um, without having overheard adult conversations. So for me, those two aspects of divorce are just heartbreaking. But a, a part of it also is and I, I got this from watching uh, the Food Network. There was a, a chef on there and she said the secret between uh, secret to her and her husband's marriage is. They both really are passionate about seeing the other person happy. Mm. But I think when we go into our relationships like that, like really I'm passionate about this person's happiness. And then that other person is passionate about, you know, our happiness. I think and I think that creates a, a strong foundation to where you can really have conversations about how you feel and your thoughts and your goals. And then it, it increases the odds of you having a happy marriage. I think the goal for most people, at least I hope, is not to have a long-term marriage, but to have a happy long-term marriage in which both individuals can grow and both individuals support each other. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I think a key to part of that is you have to be a healthy individual in the beginning and you have to be healthy to recognize another healthy person and to mm-hmm. accept that love um, that that person gives. Now, if somebody is an unhealthy person and they haven't worked through or gotten counseling or you know done everything that they needed to do to figure out what's going on inside of them, then that person really isn't a good match, no matter how much um, you love them. Uh, And again, that kind of goes back to people who 10 years down the line, 15, 20 years down the line, come back and they say, I knew in the beginning, or I knew. And you ask them, well, why did you do it? You know, well, you know, we had kids together. Or, oh, well, you know, my mama liked them. Or, oh, you know, he 
He was a good provider. He had a good job. You know, it's like, why did you, why didn't you just stop and look at the character of the person and how they were treating you? And, and what was it that made you not value yourself enough to know that you were bigger and better than what you were telling yeah. yourself to settle for, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, you said so much there, and I, I want to jump in there because there's, there's, there's several pieces. There is, first is the, there's no such thing as perfect. And, you know, we actually originated a podcast about that. So perfection is one piece. You know, you, if you're looking for that, you're never going to find it, not only within yourself, but with, within someone else. So the acceptance and understanding that piece of it. Uh, and then when you, what you were just saying about, uh, I knew in the beginning, or there were there were things, and you say, "Well, why did you jump into that relationship or stay mm -hmm. with that relationship?" And there are many different reasons. I mean, it, it's you become comfortable with the person, or you maybe you have kids with that individual, so you know you want to do that. It could be financial, um, but I think one of the root things that people get lost in right out of the gate is not understanding themselves, as you mentioned yeah. first and foremost. What is it that you really want and desire, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and if you can't parse that out and understand and figure out what it is about yourself that mm -hmm. you really need, that you really want, that you want someone to give you so that you do feel fulfilled and complete. Um, and, that, and that's typically, I think, what happens as they get, you know, 15, 20 years into a marriage or a relationship mm -hmm. is they, they're not getting what it is that they need from the person. Right but they may not have even known what that was 15 years ago. And right. I think that's the key component is taking that time to kind of figure that out, right? And, and, and get their head around that. Right, right. And then it's, uh, and sometimes, you know, you can meet somebody and they have so many great characteristics, right? Of the person that you probably love the most, your father, or in the uh, case of a, a, a boy, a man, a, your mother, right? Mm -hmm. And um, But there's some other things that's just off. Like, they might just be a complete ass. <laughs> <laughs> a complete ass, you know? Right. But right. they have these other characteristics. And it might be that your father was an ass, but he was just incredibly fun, you know? and just <laughs> Or your mom. Maybe your mom was just a hot mess, but you just adored her. So you end up being with somebody who... Is a hot mess like your mom that you can deal with because you dealt with your mama. But then there's some other things that kind of off, but you hadn't really met any other woman that's a hot mess like your mama that kind of gets you going. But this person got some qualities that your mama didn't have, but you like, yeah, but she got this. So I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with it and try it. You know, if it don't work out, eh, that's, and that's the attitude some people have. If it don't work out, that's good or the worst. Um, mm -hmm. I've literally heard that uh, plenty of times from people. So, yeah, lots of times people just have that thing that you like, that, those characteristics, whether they're fun, exciting. Um, for some for some girls, if they didn't have a, some women, if they didn't have a father, some a guy that's absent, you know, in a relationship or um, not just a relationship, but a whole marriage relationship with somebody that's not there, that can't, um, that can, but they just don't. Um, try to pay attention yeah. because they had a father that didn't pay attention. It's right. uh, I think a lot of what we go through and I'm not a, I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a psychiatrist. 
I'm just friends with some of them. <laughs> it just seems like um, a lot of people just fall into that trap. Yeah. And uh, it, and to be quite frank, it kind of makes when people don't do the work, it kind of makes the family law business go round. Yeah. When I, people I, I, go to lawyers and they're saying, you know, oh, you know, oh, it costs so much. Oh, it costs. You know what? Our um, our not figuring ourselves out costs us so much. Costs us so much. Absolutely. One of the thing I want to throw on top of that is peer pressure. And I, I, I think we're definitely more susceptible to that when we're younger, but I think it still applies to you as you go through life. Uh, you're, at, you're at that age and stage and all my friends are getting married or are in these committed <laughs> right. relationships. So you feel like, okay, well, I, I need to join that club, basically mm -hmm. kind of thing, right? Right. Um, so that becomes your objective, not finding the right person or not even taking the time to figure yourself out it's just, I need to be able to join that club so that when right. we hang out and do this or do that, I have that person on my shoulder, you mm -hmm. know, uh, as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, that sometimes can can yeah. lead to, you know, bad choices, right? Yep, that's so true. I, I think sometimes that happens. I've actually seen it, I've not seen it, or heard it happen, actually, to some guys that stayed single so long, and then their friends had gotten married, they're like, well, I guess I get married too. I guess I'll go and do this. <laughs> Not out of, you know, it's just. I like, guess I'll go on and do this. That's, that's, that's a great way to approach it. Yeah. You yeah. know, you know, my, all my line brothers, all my frat got, <laughs> got kids. Now they sell down. Ain't nobody to hang with, I guess. <laughs> you know, or at least hang out late. <laughs> we maybe go grab a you know, beer after work, but not. So I'm like, well, I guess I'm going to get married. Um, and, and then women too. Um, but you know what? Some of it might also be a little generational um, because people, I would say, born in the 70s and before then might have a different type of opinion about uh, sexuality. Sexuality. There's some people now, they don't care. They don't I mean, they don't care how many sexual partners they have. They don't, it's, you know, people usually born in the 70s and before then, it's uh, females. I don't know about the guys, females, it's more in general. Uh, I won't say more selective. It's just, it's a little different. So mm -hmm. I think back when we were in our twenties, it might've been, you know, well, you don't want to go around sleeping with a whole bunch of dudes. <laughs> you, just, you know, nowadays uh, some, some women will date a lot of guys for an objective. Whereas back then when we were in our twenties, we were just trying to find a good guy that was, you know, smart, good looking, kind, you know, fun, not just kind, but also fun. Y'all want a boring dude, right? Um, and when you're 20s, you actually want to have, you want, you want to be intimate with somebody. So I don't know if it was so much peer pressure as biology. And maybe it was a little peer pressure. You didn't want to be seen as somebody that just slept with any old body. Because the guys your age, they didn't want a girl who slept with anybody. So maybe it was pure, a bit of peer pressure, parental pressure, church. I don't know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So I want to kind of not necessarily transition our conversation, but I, I do want to bring this point up. So when we say transition yourself, uh, it could be a career focus as far as that goes. It could be relationship focus. It could be peer groups. Uh, it could be even family and some some family members in some ways uh, it could be hobbies 
you know, different things that, you know, hobbies that you have. And I think that's also important that you understand that this applies to many different categories within your life, right? As far as transitioning and, and having that, that evolution. Uh, career is obviously an easy one. You know, you talked about that with going from being focused on litigation to now doing more of estate planning and those kinds of things. Uh, and for some people, making those kinds of transitions can be hard because they tie, we tend to tie so much of our, our self-identity sometimes to our career or who, the title we have and, and those types of things. And maybe at an age and a stage that might have been important, but then you reach that place of, yeah, I don't really care about that anymore. Well, then what do you care about? You know, and and, and it's okay to transition yourself away from that. Uh, and and family, friends, relationships, uh, all, kind of are, are the same way. Um, you, you can't necessarily maybe take those same people with you on the whole journey of your life, right? Because and, and and understanding that and being okay with that, I think, is a, is a big piece of it. Uh, peer groups, I think, makes a huge difference, right? Uh, if you know, you say you want to accomplish this, you want to be that, but the group of people that you choose to stick and stay with, if they don't have the same vision, if that's not what they're talking about, if that's not where their focus is, then what's going in, you know, here, because that's right. what you're hearing all of the time is the things that they want versus the things that you really want mm -hmm. and getting outside of that group and basically getting yourself out of that box, I think is, is, a, right. is a key piece of it. Um, so with that said, um, I, I really want to just go back to just saying, don't feel like you're in this space of being caught or being trapped, right? That's right. Uh, and, and to, to kind of free yourself up. How, how, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. Um, I think it's real important that we all take a look at our lives, look at, look at our surroundings, the people we're around, the organizations we participate in the workplace that we walk into every day. And we really have to do an assessment on, is this the environment that's really me, that's true to me? Um, with the people we surround ourselves with, are they positive? Are they up, do they uplift one another? Do the words that come out of their mouth, do they, uh, best friend's mom, edify? Do they edify one another? Or are they tearing people down? Um, we have to find, it's my recommendation that we've, have to take ourselves out of those situations where people are not being positive. If they're not leading positive lives, if they if they mis mistreat their own bodies, if they mistreat their children, talk to their children in a way that's not positive or building the children up, if they talk about um, their church members in a way that is negative, if they talk about themselves in a way that shows that they're not um, they're not being kind to themselves, then we really have to assess, you know, is this an environment or these people that we need to be around? If they're not doing productive things, if um, they're not helping the community, we shouldn't be embarrassed to say, I need to take myself out of this situation. One thing that we don't, I, it's my opinion, that we don't do enough of is value ourselves enough to say this does this does not serve me. This does not serve who I'm, who I am, who God made me to be. This does not serve God. And every day that we live, we really have to realize that we might not have that next day. 
So we only have so much time and we have to ask ourselves, do we really want to spend time living like this? Or do we really want to spend time around these type of people? Do I really want to spend time around this type of place? You know, uh, companies that we work for, what is their purpose? What is their mission? What are they doing? Are they giving back to things that are important to me? Are they uh, creating products that are harmful to places that I care about or people I care about? You know, we really have to look at where we put our energy and where we put our money. You know, if it's something that if it's something someplace or somebody who, you know, doesn't represent who you are, then we have to be bold enough and believe in ourselves enough to say, no, let me create a plan to get myself out of this situation or let me create the plan and execute the plan to change this environment. Mm -hmm. Other people around you in that environment, if they're not down with that, then you have to just say goodbye because the ultimate, ultimately at the end of the day, you have to be accountable for yourself, what you did. You have one body, you have one mind, one soul. So you have to do what's best at the end of the day for you and the purpose of why God put you here in the first place, because he could take you out. If you don't, don't get it twisted. If you don't live according to your purpose, then you really have squandered time and a great opportunity and a great life. Absolutely. Uh, I want to jump in there too, because, you know, you, you, you hit on something when you talked about time and energy and those are things you, you don't get back right? Time is, we all have a limited amount of time because as we know that the circle of life, um, there, there, there is an end that will come and that is part of just a circle of life. So once you spend time, invest time, waste time, whatever term you want to use, you, you, you don't get that back. Uh, and then the energy piece of it, sometimes when you're in these negative situations, these negative environments around negative people, um, that drain on you and your energy is it, it, uh, it sometimes even hard to describe how the impact that that has on you, your heart, mind, your spirit, and all of that and, and the place that it puts you in. Uh, and I think that's one of the challenges with people that people have sometimes being able to transition themselves. They are so, I, I guess the term is lost is, is, the, is the word I want to use because they can't even figure out like which way is up right, right. in those situations because their, their energy is being taken, their focus is right. in places that it shouldn't be. Mm -hmm. I think that's a key piece of understanding from a self-awareness standpoint. And a lot of times people don't want you to transition. Yeah. A lot of times people want you to stay exactly how you are because it suits their purpose. It suits what they want. Uh, for their life, they can control it. If they can control you, if they can just make you feel this big, then you won't, they don't have to worry about losing you, right? If mm -hmm. you don't care about what you eat, you just eat any old kind of thing. You don't care about your hair. You don't care about your nails. You don't care about the kinds of people you're around. You're around people that don't take care of themselves either. Well, that's very convenient for somebody who wants to use you, right? Because you feel so bad about yourself. You feel, oh, I can't do, you know, oh, this is all I can be. Oh, oh, I'm just lucky to have this person. Oh, I'm just lucky that she, oh. No, you have to be willing to say, I'm going to do what's best for me. I mean, most of us, you know, you know what's healthy for you. You know, you know, what's good for your soul. It's just a matter of doing it. And if we don't do it, or if we allow other people around us to control us to the point of where we're not taking care of ourselves and really living out God's mission, 
for our lives. You know, everybody has their own mission, their own purpose. But when we when we're not doing that, you know, we're we're really uh, <laughs> I, I don't want to sound uh, no, I don't care if I sound too. To, uh, you really on team devil that's for sure you really on team devil because you're not doing what's good for you if you can't take care of yourself you can't help anybody you can't be a good role model to your kids we can't be good role models to the other children in the community you know we can't do anything for our parents we can't do be a good sibling you can't be a best friend you call yourself a best friend you can't be a best friend to yourself if you don't take care of yourself i mean Absolutely. we just have to we have to be um bold enough and believe in if not if you don't believe in yourself believe in your god enough to know that you can transition you can pivot you can make a change in your life if, if something is not healthy for you not serving you or if you see another opportunity and you know your gifts would be great in that opportunity it's not that your life is horrible here where you're working is bad you might be doing just great but you see where your gifts can serve even more people you know, you can, if you got into that position, if you use your gifts and just went for it, got into that position, you see all the other people you can help, then go for it. Don't be afraid. Yeah. Don't be. Yeah. I mean, you might, you might have just been created just for that purpose. So we, we can't be afraid. We can't. Absolutely. That said, uh, obviously, throughout your life, you've come into situations where you've had to make those types of transitions, those types of changes. How about you share what you did? How did you get past? How did you get out of your own way? I guess mm -hmm. is a good way to say it. To, to, uh, to make career wise or personally? Whatever you want to share, either one. Sure, either. sure. Uh, sure, sure. We'll go. The easy one is career wise because okay. one of the one of the um, blessings, I guess, in my life is that I was actually born into a family where there were lawyers. There are other lawyers, and the lawyers had mentors who were older lawyers. And so in, in career um, settings, really just making sure that I worked hard, but also that I got to know um, uh, my mentors, uh, also got to know my colleagues and actually spent time with them so that as everybody transitioned uh, into different uh, firms or some of them went to different cities and went in-house, became in-house counsel, um, we all were able to help each other. So. Uh, the career transitions really came about because I took the time to formulate uh, relationships with other people. And so that, uh, that made the changes uh, easier. Okay. And it also allowed for other opportunities because I always tried to make sure that I was in places where I could hear about those opportunities and I could share the opportunities that I knew um, really weren't for me with other people. So it wasn't just a matter of me taking from them, but always trying to make sure that I could bring something to the table to help other people. Um, personally, wow, personally, let's see. I didn't share too much about my personal life, but I, you know, I'm a mom. I am a mom of adopted a baby. She is now a, a sophomore at Purdue A&M University. Uh, I am divorced. So I can tell you a little bit about that transition. I went through a divorce. I don't know if y'all remember the 2008 financial crisis, yes. but I went through a divorce shortly after that. And I can tell you that uh, I had an opportunity to uh, amass quite a bit of money. And then in uh, 2008, lost everything. <laughs> 
lost everything. And then soon thereafter found myself going through a divorce. And when I tell you that I was always, I was like one of those little girls that just knew I would get married and I'd have a family and have this house and I'd have parties with my friends. And I always had that vision of my life. And uh, honestly, it didn't turn out that way. It didn't turn, <laughs> it, I, it, I got married, had that wedding, just everything. It's just truly a, a beautiful, uh, beautiful guy. But, you know, the crash happened. We lost everything. Found myself getting a divorce shortly thereafter. Uh, went back to working overseas a lot, coming back into town. They talk about a transition because my mom was helping me. He, he was, of course, the dad uh, uh, of my daughter was very active. And uh, my mom also helped us raise my daughter when I had to travel a lot. But, you know, I also uh, found myself in a situation that I just never, ever imagined. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, and. I tell you one of the things that really uh, helped me cope through that, a few things. One, God, of course, um, my family, friends, um, and then really counseling. You know, mm-hmm. people don't talk about that enough, but therapy, uh, really trying to figure out why uh, this happened. I'm, I'm a big thing. If I can't control an environment, I, I want to understand it. So that's when you talk about letting things go. That I always want to understand why something happens. Sometimes you really can't. Ever get to that point, you drive yourself crazy trying to understand. But mm-hmm. uh, but counseling and uh, really just taking time to be alone. Sometimes we go through things and we try mm-hmm. to uh, keep our minds busy or try to keep so many people around us that we don't have to think about what we're experiencing. And if we don't think about it and we don't experience it, then we don't have to work through it. We can kind of ignore it. And um, really going through that, uh, counseling helped a lot. And then um, after that, after the divorce, a few months later, that's when I found out I had leukemia. Wow. Well, leukemia was the the main focus for a long, long time. Uh, the, the leukemia and recovery, excuse me, the recovery um, was the focus. So really, I think um, without God, without uh, my family, without my friends, and uh, I'll tell you, the Willow Ridge friends, uh, Southwestern University friends, and then uh, best friends from law school, uh Without those, I, I just, I, I don't think I would be here today because yeah. literally, though, that's what really kept me going and kept me lifted up. So if I can share uh, anything else with uh, people, it would be make sure you stay connected. Don't isolate yourself. We're all in this world. We're all going through something. If if you meet somebody that's not going through something, they just came out of something <laughs> Stay connected mm-hmm. with people. I, I know sometimes people are like, oh, I don't like people. I don't like. That's fine to be. But stay connected with, you know, if you like gardening, get into a gardening group. If you like, you know, ch- a church, get become active. Get to know people. If you like running, go run, you know, join a running club. But we all need each other. And when we isolate ourselves, we really do ourselves a disservice because we're we're all connected. So I'm not saying you have to go out and know a whole bunch of people and and all, but whatever your interests are, stay connected with people that have that similar interest. Uh, 
Absolutely. Absolutely. You said a whole lot in that. Uh, so some things that I noted, uh, obviously having the strength and the courage, the perseverance to pick yourself up. And and because when you have, you know, that sequence of things happen, you know, the crash and financial peace and then then, you know, the marriage and the end of that and then the, the sickness and that gets lumped on. It puts you in that mind space of, well, I quit. You know, I, I throw my hands up and I give up. But having that perseverance to, to 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 pick yourself up, I think, is a key component that people need to really focus on and say, you you're blessed with another day. Make the best of it, right? So mm -hmm. it's to pick yourself up, and then the mental health thing. You know, you brought that up, and um, that's one thing that Bridget and I, when we're doing a lot of our podcasts, we talk about that a lot. That there is. There, you know, there used to be some shame around that, you know, mm -hmm. and it's something you didn't want to talk about, but it's yeah. key. It's it's a very important thing that you very take cool. care of and, mm -hmm. and open and honest about your challenges and what, what, what may be a struggle for your mental health. And as mm -hmm. you said, see a professional, see a counselor, whoever that might be uh, to help guide you through that, as well as, as you mentioned, being connected to friends, family, mm -hmm. whoever else it might be that truly have your best interest at heart. And I, mm -hmm. I, I say that because that's a key piece too. Yes. You want you want those that are going to uplift you, not those mm -hmm. that want to pull you back down, right? Mm -hmm. uh, that, 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 exactly. That's a big part of it. And then the last thing that I want to say that you also touched on, and that was um, sometimes uh, it's just a matter of being still. Some, mm -hmm. we, we, we always feel like we have to do, 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 do. Mm -hmm. But sometimes you actually just need to take some breaths, take some time, mm -hmm. and just be still, right? Mm -hmm. That strengthens you. It gives you your chance to, to recoup and get some energy back. Then you can go about running 100 miles an hour again. Mm -hmm. But understanding that, yeah, it's okay sometimes to just be still and then start to run. And I think that those are key components. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. uh, that, thank you so much for, for sharing that because that, that was a lot to unpack. And I think that really will help our audience to reflect on, you know, either where they've been, where they are today, or, or maybe where they want to go. Yeah, I hope so. so. I hope so, too. And so I want to transition kind of to closing this out. So from the standpoint of, you know, all of those experiences that we've shared, the different things that we've talked about today, what are some of the final thoughts or some of the last things that you'd like to leave our audience with? Yeah. Definitely, if I could share just a few last things, it would be to make sure that you take the time to just love on yourself, love yourself. Think about what is good for you and don't be afraid to go after it. And by good for you, I'm including surrounding yourself with positive people, positive things, going positive places. If something isn't positive, then there's no way that it can serve your purpose, serve you. You have to just let it go. And that includes, you know, people. Mm -hmm. And yeah. sometimes that's the that's the hardest thing to do. Yeah, it is. It is. And, and you know, and and, you know, you, you shared that and we talked about people uh, and that's a recurring theme that seems to come up. That is a struggle. Right. Um, understanding that. All people don't serve you well. Right. And right. sometimes you have to uh, cut those ties, move on or mm -hmm. and it might be completely cutting the tie. 
but definitely limit the access that they have to you uh, so you can keep your mental health, your, your focus, and keep moving in the direction that you want to move. That's absolutely true. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, so, and sometimes that can be somebody that you were in love with. Sometimes it can be an employer. <laughs> you know, it can be a lot of things. Sometimes it can be a church yes. um, where you have to pivot and, and change um, change churches. Mm -hmm. But but you, I think people know that it's fear, fear of change. And sometimes it's just pure laziness. You know, sometimes people just being lazy and don't want to go through what they need to go through, uh, do the work to to make the improvement or make the yeah. change. Yeah. But, you know, there's a there's a part right. And uh, is it uh, Joshua, said, you know, be strong and of good courage. I think that is really uh, a big part of survival. Be strong and of good courage. Yeah. Know that you're never alone. It might you might feel like it, but that's just a part of our mind's right line to us, mm -hmm. to make us. To make us, uh, I hate to say, unsuccessful. I think to help us, uh, to make us fail. It's a part of our minds doing a trick on us. Mm -hmm. But if you're strong, be strong and of good courage, then you'll know that you have all the love around you, and that really inside of you, you have what you need to make that change. So that you'll be able to fulfill your purpose, but you have to just believe, believe. And then, like you said about people, that's the key. If we're around people who don't believe, around people who are negative, then that's just a setup for us to fail. But we yeah. we can't fail because you only have so much time. So much time, right? The the the, the days are numbered uh, for all of us. So my final thoughts go back to. Um, I mean, and happiness is, it's like, say, what is love or what is happiness? And it means different things to all of us, right? Uh, as far as that goes. But that's the key is understanding self enough to know what you do value um, in those different uh, arenas uh, so that you have some fulfillment or, you know, your happiness, the, the loves that you have in your life, the whether it's relationships or family or whatever else that's going on there and, and how you how you have that in your life and then getting to a place of or i, I use the term harmony versus balance because balance is like a razor's edge that means you've got to have it perfect and that's probably not going to happen but just having harmony in your life whether it's harmony in your career harmony in your home and your family life uh, harmony and activities you have outside of those things uh, and that you have some balance with that are, are key components, I think, to all of that. And if in any way you feel that any of that is off kilter and it's just not working, that's what we mean by time to transition. It's time to pivot. It's trying to, to figure out why it's not working, what's broken, what's wrong. Uh, and then try to look for those cures and, and move in directions to try to, to get those things back into a place of harmony so that you feel more fulfilled in your life. And I think that's a, that's a key component. Uh, and again, that goes back to mental health. I mean, so many pieces feed into, into, into all of that. I think that's a key, key piece of it. Mm -hmm. And as you said, the fear of change is a, a, a big part of it. But we all, as I said earlier, we all have gifts, we all have strengths, we all have weaknesses, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and just because it's a weakness doesn't necessarily mean you shouldn't do it. 
And I think that's another thing people need to understand. You can learn how to do it. I always talk about as kids, we all learn how to ride a bike, most of us, right? And it's like your first few times, what did you do? You know, you're, you're falling all over the place, right? <laughs> right? You know, cuts and bruises and, and everything else that goes on. But you get past that fear. You get past the falling. And eventually you're zooming down the street like a crazy person on, on the bike. Uh, the, that same attitude is what you need to have now, right? Yeah, it's going to be scary. Yeah, you might get some bumps and bruises in the, in the early stages of it. But that's all part of the learning and the growth process of the transition and the pivot. So that's what I would say is try to get yourself into that mindset of that five-year-old child who's trying to navigate that bike, right? Mm -hmm. and, that, and apply that to whatever it is you're trying to move on to transition yourself to in your life. And that, that's going to make all the difference in the world. So, yes, there is fear, but also kind of become fearless because I think that's a key component. That's right. Eric, this has been fantastic. I really appreciate you joining. Uh, I think the audience uh, will pick up so many great nuggets out of this uh, that they can use to help, uh, quote unquote, transition themselves to whatever it may be in, in the next phases of their life. And then the last thing I want to share for me is uh, on from the Ascent Academy side of this is I have created a masterclass. And that particular masterclass is specifically focused to getting some self-awareness and starting to work your way towards what I use the term of self-excellence. And it, it's uh, available online at ascentmasterclass.com. You can go there and it's broken out into these six modules, aspiration, spark, commitment, evolution, navigation, and transcendence. And from that, I think you can really start to glean uh, maybe a new direction that you might want to start to transition yourself into in life. And it gives you all of the framework that you need to accomplish that. So check it out. You can actually do the first two modules. So that's the aspiration and the spark. No obligation to you. They're online uh, for anybody else to access. Again, at ascentmasterclass.com. So check that out when you when you have time. I think it's definitely worth the investment of the time that you'll that you'll spend there. That's all I have for today, Eric. Anything you want to share just before we wrap up? No, it, it was my pleasure to be here. Thank you for the invitation. I've yes. enjoyed myself. Thank you. And we'll have her back as a guest. So look forward to having her on and we'll we'll have some future things to share as uh, just like for her and for myself, life will continue to evolve and we'll have new stories and new adventures to share, I'm sure. So we'll, we'll absolutely pass that on to you. So I'd like to thank everyone for joining us. And until next time, aloha and take care. Take Bye care. Bye-bye. <laughs>